Pulp MX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech. I just killed the intro, and now that you're awake, I probably scared the crap out of you. I want to let you know that Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side by sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, and street bikes. Super low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping, over $75. It's so easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for all of us that need a lot of stuff. I'm pumped up today. I'm excited. Thank you, Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. Light hydrogen. Light hydrogen is my favorite gear. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just pumped up today. Had a good day of riding. This podcast is exciting, so I'm excited. But don't forget, Fly Racing, one of my favorite sets of gear to put on. Western Power Sports, great company. Flyracing.com. Go check them out. 2018.5 Kinetic Gear. Summertime, you need some ventilation. That's the gear you need. Super soft. Because usually when you have jerseys that are ventilated, it's kind of coarse on your skin. Not the Kinetic Mesh Gear. It is money. Nice and soft. You wash it several times. Stays that way. Not coarse. Won't chafe your nips. So you don't have to tape your nips. If you guys want to, go ahead. But I don't. But you guys can go check them out. Flyracing.com. Go order it over at RockyMountainATVMC.com. Just tell them Kiefer sent you. Probably not going to get a discount, but it helps us. Let's them know that you're listening and helps the cause, okay? And last, but certainly not least, one of my favorite presenting sponsors, Racetech, Racetech.com. Chris Riesenberg. If you don't know Chris, he's a good dude, ex-arena cross racer, helping the show out. Several things done at Racetech so far over here on the Kiefer Inc. testing side. Nothing but good things to say about the stuff. I love it. KX450F, I don't love that fork, but at least I like it now. It's not in the hate box like it was. So if you can remove something from the hate box and put it in the like box on my end, you're doing a good job. So Racetech has done that Excellent job on my KX450F test bikes and, of course, CRF450R test bike. You guys know all about that. That's where I'm sending you guys for the Honda stuff. I'm recommending that for the Cowie stuff now and soon the Grom. Almost done, people. Almost done. But, hey, go check them out over at Racetech.com. Racetech gold valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance and increased traction. 
Racetech products and services are 100% guaranteed and made in the red, white, and blue. Discover why when racers can choose, they choose Racetech. Experience the gold valve advantage by logging on to Racetech.com. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Racetech. And we are back once again another week. Maybe this isn't going to be a long podcast for you guys, but nonetheless, you guys love tires. I love good rubbers. This isn't after dark, but we are talking rubbers. Specifically, the new Dunlop MX-33. I gave you guys an initial impression over at KieferInkTesting.com. You guys can go check that out. And if you haven't listened to Tires 101, show 53, I think it is, go check that one out where I compare several different tires and the 3S is in there. But Dunlop had us at Zaka Station. Rest in peace, Zaka. Man, I'm going to miss Zaka Station. Ed over there and the guys, they run a bitchin' track. It was great for testing, great for ruts. California standards for ruts, okay? But now, Zaka is closed. It is no longer. So I was probably one of very few people that got to ride Zaka on one of the last days. So very sad for us Californians out here, but that's where Dunlop had this MX-33 intro. And it's an all-new tire. Tires, I should say, front and back. They had the MX-32, which... They had a little snafu with Pirelli on that name, so then they changed that to 3S. So for those of you guys email me and say, hey, Chris, I got a 32. What's the difference between a 32 and a 3S? Nothing, just the name. So if you have a 32, continue on your day, keep living your best life, and that is fine. 3S, 32 is the same. But Dunlop introduced this new MX-33, you can go see all the changes that they made from the knob within a knob technology, the carcass, you know, the weight. This is a little bit lighter of a tire. And you can read all of that over at keyforinktesting.com. That first impression is up over there. But now I've had more time on the tires, went to several tracks, um, a lot of hours logged on these tires in a span of, what is it, two and a half weeks right now. So you guys know me. I ride the shit out of motorcycles. My body's going to hate me one day. But right now, we're going to ride that wave until I can't do it anymore. And we're going to ride the bikes like a bat out of hell. I want to get this information out to you. I know they're in dealerships now. I'm sure you can buy the 33 over at RockyMountainATVMC.com. Yes, they are discontinuing. They are getting rid of the 3SF. Tire is going away. Okay, This 33 is replacing that tire. So if you're worried about it, if you don't believe me what I'm about to tell you, go purchase some 3SFs while they're there because... Once that stock is depleted, Sayonara 3SF. Do, 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 do. That's my, you know, sad song for that tire. It's been a good tire. Of course, a lot of people complain about the 3SF as far as durability. I was one of them. Of course, I have had some problems anywhere between the 8 to 10 hour engine mark side knobs chunking. Most of the time 
which is weird, and this will tell you how big of a front-end steering guy I am, I've had my front tire side knobs on the 3SF chunk before the rear. So that was a problem. I did like the carcass feel of the 3SF. I liked the bite of the 3SF um, front and rear. I thought that was a better tire for me everywhere than the 52. I'm not a huge 52 fan. So basically, I want to get you a podcast out there since I've had some time on it. I'm going to give you a little comparison on the 33 and the 3SF. I didn't have time to go do the whole tire 101 thing again and go through several other tires with the Pirelli and all these other tires to compare it to. But I wanted to compare it to what it's replacing. So that's important to me. I feel like if you're a Dunlop guy, you want Dunlops, this will be important to you. And I just want to get you the information out there to see if it works or not. And so here we go. My findings. Again, just a little background on the 3SF. Front tire traction. Here's how I feel about the front tire on the 3S. Initially, when you come in, okay, I feel like it doesn't have a really good, solid, lean-in, initial lean traction. It's kind of vague feeling. It's a little bit washy. And then once I'm starting to get into the rut or a berm, the 3S hooks up really good all the way from the middle to the end of the corner. I like that feeling. I just had a problem with initial lean a little bit with 13 to 13.5 PSI, which is the key on this tire. I just wanted a little bit more bite, okay? That was my only problem besides the durability of the knobs. Going to the rear on the 3S, I needed a little bit more of lean angle acceleration, um, traction feeling. I didn't have enough of that, especially when the track just started to get a little bit dry or they just watered the track. When you have a long sweeper and you're leaning in and you have a jump coming up, I didn't have a lot of confidence in the rear because I felt like it was always going to step out and wash. So I didn't have the greatest feeling on acceleration on lean angle. Decel traction was good. Once I was in a rut, accelerating out was good. It just was a problem for me when I didn't have anything to bank off of and I was accelerating. So just think of long rolling sweepers or maybe like a 90 degree corner where you're still kind of on the gas, you're not completely off. And also, you heard me talk about braking traction and all of this in my Tires 101 podcast. If you haven't, go back, listen to that first, and then get back to this podcast. But I like the fact that the tire, the rear tire on the 3S, was grabby and I, it was very tough to kind of, I guess, pivot and accelerate. Think of Ryan Villapoto. He wants more of a, a looser feeling rear tire so he can break it loose and slide it around and then accelerate. The 3SF was more catered, I feel like, towards front end steering guys, which was fine with me. And uh, so that's the basis of a, a 3SF. The rear tire, obviously, in side knobs chunked. Especially when you got to hard pack, I felt like once I was in hard pack, the rear tire was inconsistent and didn't feel as good, but I still felt like the 3SF was better than a 52 in a shiny condition, either dry slick or wet slick, 
And of course, for those of you guys listening out there, what's dry slick? Dry slick is when the track is baked, hard pack, and shiny. That's dry slick. Wet slick is when maybe it's hard pack, but you got the water truck guy with his head up his ass, and he waters the shit out of the track, which happens a lot in California. I don't know where you guys are from, but holy shit, there should be a water truck class for these dudes, or just ride a dirt bike. Ride a dirt bike for two to three years. You will know when to water, where to water, how much to water. Okay? We're not going to get on a rant about water truck drivers. But if you see me coming on the track, turn the fucking nozzle off. Turn the sprayer off. I don't need to blow out my goggles or soak my shit up. You know, I, I know it's 95 degrees, sir, but don't blast me. Okay? Just look where you're going. Anyway... Wet slick is that. So, a little bit snotty on the top. That's what I'm saying. So, if you hear me refer to that in this podcast, that is what I am referring to. So, let's get to it. 33 comparison. Let's just start with the front tire because I'm a front and steering guy, and that's the most important to me. For those of you guys listening to my testing podcast and how to test, you know the numerical numbering system that I use. So, we're going to base the 3SF as a 3, okay? So that is a baseline 3. I'm going to give this new 33 front tire overall a 3. It's no better, no worse for me. Everyone I hear is freaking out about the front tire, like, oh, it's the greatest thing ever. Well, to me, it is better in certain areas, and then it's worse in other areas. Let me give you an example. Again, 3SF coming in, that initial lean, okay? I felt like it was a little vague. I needed a little bit more bite. Now the 33, that initial lean, very heavy, very grippy. You almost could have a little bit of an oversteer because it's very grabby. So I like that in the fact that initially, if I need to turn down, it does that very well. What doesn't the 33 front tire do very well? To me, The mid to exit of the corner, now I get a little bit of a vague feel in that instance. Unless the rut is solid all the way through and not blown out, you know, it's very good. It's fine. But if the rut starts to get shallow at the end or in the middle or, you know, think of a rut when it gets blown out, I have less confidence in the 33 than I do the 3SF. But I have more confidence in the 33 coming into the corner on D-cell. D-cell traction is much better to me on the 33 than the 3S. So it's you're just kind of swapping you know where you're feeling on the track. Like it's kind of a wash for me. So people ask me, "Hey, Kiefer, where would you want that traction?" I feel like I want more traction. I can deal with the vague feeling in the front initially when I come into a corner, and I want some more bite when I'm in the middle to the end of the rut when I'm getting on the throttle, right? Just think about it. I'm off the throttle anyway trying to come into the corner so I can deal with a little bit of a vagueness feel in the front. So it's just a different feeling. It's not a consistent feeling from the 3SF. The 33 has more bite, and if you like that, I think you're going to like this front tire a little bit more, 
But if you're like me and you kind of want some more traction when the track gets blown out, of course you're going to have good traction when the track is good and fresh. But what about at 2 o'clock when it's shitty and the ruts are blown out because homeboys are doing bangers in the corners and they blow out the shit out of the ruts? Or the berms or tops of the berms are all blown out. That's when you really want the traction, right? And I feel the 33 is maybe a slightly less bite than the 3SF through that middle to the end. Now, again, I'm going to repeat myself. So I know you guys, why do you repeat yourself, Kiefer? Because I need you to grasp this. Coming into the corner, okay, is better on the 33. I'm going to give you a scenario in dirt bike terms. Throttle. Gah! Chopping the throttle, off throttle, that's when you're setting up for the corner. That is where the 33 is good. You will like it there. It bites. If you're not ready, that son of a bitch is going to hook and have some oversteer real quick. So get ready because it bites really good on the lean angle traction. Again, carcass feeling, you'll read this in keyforinktesting.com about this tire, is a little bit stiffer. Overall, both ends, rear and front, are a stiffer carcass feeling. Going from 13.5 from the 3SF, I went to a 13 PSI rating, okay? It's only 0.5, I understand that, but it's a lot in feeling on the track. One pound to 0.5 pounds is a big difference on the track. So I would start at 13 in the front on the 33, and if you still feel like maybe you have a little wash, feeling try 12.5 don't be scared to just be aware of your front tire rolling when the track gets hard packed once again when the track is loamy and tilled you can probably get away with 12.5 okay but once you start to push it and it gets a little bit harder packed feel go to 13 because that carcass will start to roll even though it's stiffer it will roll so just be aware of that 13 psi is the new key um, tire pressure rating for this 33, not 13.5. So again, not worse, not better, just to me it's a wash. So I'm not hating on it, I'm not be like, oh, I'm not going to buy this Dunlop tire. I'm just, I just have to get used to where the traction is. And it only, t and it takes me, honestly, I'm used to it now, guys, because I've had several days on it. I've been to, for those of you guys know, I've been to Glen Helen, Sunrise, Milestone, Comp Edge, Zaka Station, and Paris different kinds of dirt from hard pack and baked in the afternoons to really loamy and bitching dirt in the morning to get back to you guys and Chris how many hours have you put on this thing Chris has it chunked okay like I said 3SF from 8 to 10 hours I've always had some chunking on that tire the 33 I have 15.5 hours on this tire and I have no cracks or chunking with this 33 so they have done their job that part of it is better durability of tire is better so i've got some people email me say you know about the tire 101 podcast kiefer 3sf doesn't last well the 33 does last okay guys so just be happy that you're not getting chunking at 15 hours i wanted to get this podcast out to you fairly soon okay i'm not going to wait till 30 hours on the tire 
but I've had 15 hours, hard hours, okay, of time, and there's no signs of chunking. So I don't foresee it doing that within the next five to six hours, okay? And like I said, we're in Southern California, guys. It's hard packed and shitty in the afternoons, and I'm staying out to the track till three, four in the evening, so it's been hard packed for three hours of engine time. So don't email me and say, Kiefer, I ride hard pack, it's gonna chunk. I've, I've done some testing, guys. I, I know some things, and you guys gotta trust me that, yeah, I, I would assume, okay, I'm not giving you 100% certainty, I would assume this tire will last you 20 hours, okay, this, this front tire. And like I said, I'm a front-end steering guy. Hey, commercial time. Thanks for listening. If you guys want a comfortable shirt to go to the track, or even a hoodie, you're cold, you want your chick to look cool, get some hats, shirts, hoodies, be a moto fan, be an off-road fan, go check out ruddedracing.com or... If you guys are on Instagram, at Rutted Racing, Clint and April make very, very comfortable shirts, hats, hoodies. They're helping out the bear for Supercross. That's right. Rutted Racing is helping out Tyler Bowers. They put money back into our sport, guys. So let's buy some stuff. They're helping us out. They're helping the Supercross riders out of the world. Let's go there and buy some stuff at Rutted Racing or RuttedRacing.com right now. It's 40 degrees in the high des. I am wearing a rutted racing hoodie, and it's badass. So go check them out. Thanks, guys. Also, don't forget, you know what's coming after rutted racing? ScreenPrintingDone.com. You know what's cool? Free stuff. You know that? Order 12 tees. Get 10 free t-shirts. When you order 12, buy a dozen, get 10. ScreenPrintingDone.com. They produce t-shirts, hoodies, hats, Everything. You need t-shirts for your employees? Do you need t-shirts for your track? Or maybe a party you're having. Make us some t-shirts. Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. You know who else goes to ScreenPrintingDone.com? The 7 Deuce Deuce. I feel like he took ScreenPrintingDone.com from me. But nonetheless, he knows where to go, right? If it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. That's where I get all my Kiefer Inc. testing shirts. Go over there. Check them out. Mention Kiefer. When you order 12, get 10 for free. Later. Hey, what's up? Technology. That's what I'm talking about here. It's a great thing. I love it. But I also can pull my hair out with it as well. However, there is a company that you probably have seen on the Rockstar Husqvarna race team, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, called Skosh. It's spelled S-C-O-S-C-H-E. You can go to skosh.com and check out all the products. They have really, really cool stuff. They have headphones. They have boom bottles. They have phone chargers for your Droid, your iPhone. They have magic mounts. They have wireless chargers. They have huge cables that will reach all the way across your house if you need a charger and you don't have an outlet close, like my house. I don't have that many outlets. They just have a bunch of cool products to make your life easier when you're out in the garage, when you're in your car, when you're at your house. Just, I'm really, really pumped to have these guys on board because they sent me some stuff. I use it all the time. My favorite thing is the Boom Buoy. 
It's a speaker that floats on the water. I can hang out in the pool in the backyard, listen to my music. I'm a big music guy. So they just make really cool stuff that makes my life easier. So founded in 1980, Skosh Industries is a Ventura-based, Southern California, of course, award-winning innovator of consumer technology, power sports, and car audio products. Don't forget, car audio. You're traveling, you're sitting in traffic. You guys need to check them out, skosh.com. Committed to delivering the superior products that we all want, quality and functionality, exceptional value, and unmatched customer service. The designers and engineers at Skosh develop products that reflect a rich heritage in audio and mobile technology. Skosh finds inspiration in the California lifestyle, culture, music, and people. These influences can be seen in accessories and products that are now in the hands of homes, offices, vehicles, and people all over the world. 50 countries, okay? Hundreds of patents, trademarks, and countless industry awards received. It's easy to see why Skosh is constantly at the forefront of technology. These guys are cool. They're huge motorcycle enthusiasts. They even gave us a product code, SCOKT25. That's SCOKT25. Use that code when you go to skosh.com. Get 25% off. Seriously, guys, go check them out. You won't ever get it. If you want to hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I'll let you know more. But very cool guys over there. Thanks, Skosh. Skosh.com. You looking for some good oil out there? I know you are because I get a lot of questions to my email inbox about oil. Heck, I'm at the track. People stop me and ask about oil. On the Pulp MX show, lots of callers. What oil should I run? So I'm going to let you on a little secret. I've been testing an oil that's called Moto Blood. Bloodlubricants.com. Go check them out over there at bloodlubricants.com. Go view everything they have. There's all different kinds of oils. You got an ATV, you got a street bike, you got a UTV, or you got a YZ450F in your garage. Blood Lubricants has an oil for you. Okay? Jefferson Green, he's been in the oil industry for a long time, since 1983. But he's been a motorcycle enthusiast for longer than that. So he wanted to create an oil that was good that lasted a long time and didn't break down and even cooled your engines down a little bit more than you're used to because, heck, I'm going to tell you something straight up. was testing this stuff a couple months, did a lot of temperature readings. Engine temps were always anywhere from 25 to 30 degrees cooler with the Moto Blood 1040. And you want to even know something that's crazier? It's 100% fully synthetic oil. You guys know me. Synthetic wasn't my choice when it comes to some bikes, right? I ran it in the Yamaha and I ran it in the Honda. Wasn't too stoked on synthetic oils. Well, went and tried this. No slippage, no drag, 100% synthetic. It 100% works. So, hey, go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Mention Kiefer in your order and get 25% off. It's that easy. And if you guys have any questions about this oil, hit me up over at chris at keyforinktesting.com. I can discuss more what it does for you, what it does for your bike. But, hey, it's in my test bikes right now. I've had zero failures. It's really reliable oil. It's very good, 100% synthetic. Go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Now, moving on to the rear tire. Here's what I was impressed with. I thought, man, I'm, I'm not a rear and steering guy. But I appreciate the 33 rear tire much more 
than the 3SF. How I complained about that lean angle traction on those knobs on the 3SF um, acceleration, the 33 is so much better in that aspect. No matter if it's loamy, tacky, or hard pack, I have more of a solid, stable um, feeling on lean angle on those knobs with the 33 versus the 3SF. So if I'm rating the rear tire 3S a 3, I'm giving this overall 33 tire a 3.25. Okay, so again, a plus, 3 plus is like a small, minute change for the better. 3.25 is something that I can notice within a day. A 3.5 is something I can notice within an hour of the test. So it is a noticeable change for the better. To me, no real negative for me with this 33 rear tire. I Well, I'll take that back. There is one small negative for me is carcass feeling. So when there is square edge and you're coming out of a, a really shitty rut where it's just all square edgy and, and holes, I have less comfort in this rear tire carcass than I do the 3SF. The carcass is a little bit more forgiving on the old Dunlop versus this new 33. Um, it's a little bit stiffer of a feel. Again, I'm running 13 pounds. You guys can try 12.5, but if you start feeling it wander or wash, go up to 13. So that's the key number here. We're not doing 13.5 anymore, we're doing 13. And that 0.5 less is because this carcass is a stiffer carcass. Think about it. They want sh they want this tire to last longer. Knobs, of course. So I feel like, well, I feel like they made this carcass a little bit stiffer for those of you guys complaining about life. So that's where they're getting their life. Again, 16 hours roughly on this tire, almost 16 hours. No chunking on the side knob, okay? I haven't had a chunk. There is one small little crack or piece that's missing from the knob on the rear tire from some rock. I'm sure I hit something while I was riding, but nothing abnormal wear that I'm I'm going to warn you guys about and say, hey, this thing isn't any better than the 3S. To me, lifespan is better. Lean angle traction is acceleration traction is much better. Straight line acceleration traction much better braking traction to me even better so if you want a tire that slides this 33 rear tire is not it if you're looking to ride bull corners and brake slide and pivot it doesn't do that very well it's very grabby so i like that i like a tire that's going to grab and stop because i'm not looking to go into supercross and bull turn and pivot and turn my bike again i steer with my front end i'm not steering with my rear end but for those of you guys that are on outdoor tracks that like to rear in steer, it does do that, but you will have to get on the gas harder, which to me is okay because it'll make you a better rider because you will get on the gas harder and your lap times will probably drop. So to me, the tire just makes sense. It's, it's, all, it's an all-around better tire besides that carcass feel. Um, one thing I do notice that is for the better, um, for those of you guys that scrub up the faces of jumps, I noticed on both the front and rear, I have less um, side roll, what I call side roll. So 
the side knobs slash side of the tire doesn't fold as bad. So if you're coming into this this jump and you're going to scrub it like Trey Kennard and Bubba used to, how just slam it in there and throw it in there, I have less flex in those tires. So I feel like I have a more consistent scrub and I can scrub a little bit harder without getting that carcass to roll. I like that feeling, and that's something I noticed right away. I even noticed it a little bit at Zaka, which there isn't a lot of jumps at Zaka to do that. But once I went to Milestone and these high-speed tracks up in the high desert that have some longer jumps with some longer straightaways before them, I scrub. You know, of course, I'm a 40-year-old, but I can still scrub. It's not a butt scrub. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty decent. You know, I'm not 18, but I can turn it down pretty well. And, it, and it's more consistent. So I feel like the younger crowd will also like that because that'll give you some more confidence to do those type of things. And if you're an older guy that wants to learn that type of stuff, this these 33s will help you do that with less slide up the face of a jump because there's nothing scarier than when you're starting your scrub and you feel that front end break loose and start to drift up. You're like, oh, shit, it's going to be bad. Sometimes it looks sick because you scrub so hard it slides and it actually looks like you did it on purpose, but really you just shit your pants and you're just not going to tell anybody. But nonetheless, this tire does that better. So that's that's my long-term consensus of this tire. Again, notably, durability of this tire is better. To me, again, 3S front, 33 front, it's a 3, same I'm going to go with a 3.25 on the rear. I like that rear tire a lot. Honestly, if I had a if I was a Dunlop guy and if for those of you guys listening, I would run for me, I would run a 3S front and a 33 rear. I feel like that's a good combo. I'm going to go with that probably next week and try that. Um, hopefully Dunlop will send me some more test tires to do that. I think it also it's cool that Dunlop are is introducing 12090 19s besides 12080, so they have a different size. Um, for those of you guys asking me, Kiefer, I have a 250F that comes with a 19019. Can I run a 110? Yes, you can. Yes, I have, and yes, I do. It will be a little bit heavier, obviously. Maybe not corner quite as good, but I feel like you get more side bite, a little bit more acceleration traction, more contact patch to the ground. So. It's okay to run a 110, even though the manufacturer doesn't put that on there. It could be a cost thing. It could be a weight issue. They don't want their bikes to weigh anymore. I mean, obviously, for the average guy out there, what's a little bit of a weight, it's not, you guys are not going to notice it out there. So, yeah, it's safe to go to a 110. I feel like the 250Fs now have enough power to, to carry that size of a tire around. I mean, factory 250F guys, they're running 120s. So, there you go. Um, so I, you know, stock 250F of the pipe, you know, a little, little bit done here and there. There's nothing wrong with a 110. So, um, yes, it is safe. 450 guys, Kiefer, can I run a 110? Yes, I told you guys, Brayton uses a 110, but he's in Supercross where he needs that lean angle. He wants that, that side to side ease movement, you know, because it's tight. Um, that's why he wants a 110 because it is better in the corners. But for average guys like us that are going to motocross tracks, run a 120. You get a little bit more contact patch. Um, I feel like maybe a little bit more comfort also, too, on square edge. 
yeah, you're losing a little bit of side to side um, feeling, you know, ease ease of um, movement, what I call side to side, but it's not that drastic. Those type of dudes at the top level are looking for that kind of advantage. I'm not. I'm looking for traction, consistency, and longevity of my tire. So 450 guys, run a 120. Okay? I know Suzuki for a while was running 110s. It's okay to run a 120. If your bike comes stock with a 110, yes, you can run a 120. So, again, kudos to Dunlop. Clark Styles, the Alabama Slammer. Saw him at Zaka. Good to see Clark. Very humble, very nice guy. Very fast supercross racer back in the day. He develops the off-road tires over there. He's a smart guy. So if Clark is testing, I kind of feel safe. Like, hey, it's going to be pretty decent. Um, I don't know what kind of rider Clark is as far as a front end or a rear steering guy. But um, I just wish I could buy spec tires. And, uh, yeah, which means spec means factory. So those of you guys bitching about why do we call them spec, that's just what we call them. But maybe one day Dunlop, Bridgestone, Pirelli, Michelin, let's just sell some factory tires to the public. Hey, Dunlop, remember when you had 756RRs? Those were bitching tires. I love those tires. Bring back the 756. That thing was good. Bring back the RRs. Hell, Bring back some, not even bring back, let's introduce factory spec tires to the public. Yes, they will last you two or three hours, max, not even that probably. But holy shit, how much traction you have. If you charge 250 bucks a tire, I bet you'd sell them, Dunlop. I bet you'd sell them. Because there's gnarly dudes out there that will buy tires that'll last an hour and a half for that much traction. I don't know if I would, but if I had some extra cash, I would go buy a set and have that on my race tire just so I have a little bit of advantage when I went racing. So that's how good those things are. But I don't understand why they don't make a handful of those, like a limited edition run, just like gear companies or whatever, of spec tires for the public to use, just so we kind of know out there what it's all about. You know, Supercross guys are running it. Why can't we have it? If we pay for it, why why wouldn't you want to sell them? You know? Mark it up. Let's do it. Maybe I can start start a revolution and get some spec tires out for the average Joes out there. So that's my that's my take on the MX thirty three. That's my take on spec tires. And yes, I like this tire, and yes, I will use this tire. So Dunlop, if you're listening, I will go purchase these tires, but if you send me some, I will use them too. So I would like to have them on my test bikes. Just like Pirelli sent me tires, Michelin sends me tires. So, um, but like I said, I'm always the type of guy, if it's good, I'll go purchase it. So I have no problem buying tires. I bought Dunlops before and I still do. I go buy them at Chaparral. I go buy them at Rocky Mountain ATVMC. I go buy them at the local dealership over here in, in the high des. So, um, yeah, if they work, I'm all in. I want my bike to feel good. I want to have traction and kudos to making a better rear tire and I guess you could say kudos to making not making a front tire that's any worse um, than what you currently have that's a win to me I feel like as long as you don't go backwards that's a win so anyway that's my spiel on the Dunlop MX 33 
And if you guys have any questions about tires, you know what you need to do. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me what you need. Don't be a dick. Email me at chris at keyforinktesting.com. And hey, I got t-shirts here still. I got some hoodies. It's hot as balls, I know. Maybe you don't need a hoodie, but I still got them. Hit up heather at keyforinktesting.com. We'll get you going. I think it's 30 bucks a shirt, maybe 40 bucks for a sweater. And I'm working on some hats for the summertime. I got some stickers. So you order a shirt, I'll send you some free stickers and get you going. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. I've got some numbers back on my shows. They've been very successful. I've had a lot of a lot more downloads when I first started. And hey, guess what? I'm a year into this thing. It's been last week was a year anniversary for the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate all the great feedback. When I'm at the track, you guys have been talking to me and say how much you enjoy it. And I enjoy doing it. I enjoy being real and getting real facts out there for you guys to listen to, not some fluffy bullshit magazine stuff. Um, You guys know when you come here, you listen. They're facts. They've been researched. They've been tested. Um, I'm not just riding one track. I'm going to several tracks. I'm an enthusiast just like you guys. I'm not rich. Um, I just love dirt bikes. I love talking dirt bikes. I love riding dirt bikes. And uh, I want you guys out there to go race and go ride and enjoy yourselves. And uh, I'll try to give you all the information that I know. And if I don't know, I'm just going to tell you I don't know. So I'm not going to try to steer you in the wrong direction. So thank you guys for supporting my advertisers. Again, I only got advertisers on here that I believe in, that I use myself. Um, I've had several companies come and talk to me about advertising, and I've turned some down because I don't believe in the product. So the people that you hear on these commercials, I believe in. And again, if you guys have any questions about my advertisers, hit me up. Use the product codes that are on there. Listen, and uh, it helps us out, keeps this thing running. And uh, look forward to 2019 bike season. This week, you will see the new 2019 Hondas. You guys should be stoked. And I'm planning all of my East Coast stuff right now. So East Coast 450 shootout will be on, hmm, hopefully before September. I'm having a West Coast shootout 450. I don't have enough budget to go back East for a 250. Hopefully in 2020 we will do both. But right now we're going to start with a 450 East Coast and West Coast shootout. And when we do a 250 West Coast shootout here. So thanks to the manufacturers on board with that. And look forward to that. So some different dirt and not just cater to West Coast guys. So that's what we do here. We're trying to change the game a little bit over here on Kiefer Inc. testing. And hopefully you guys will buy the app that will be out soon. The app's going to be bitching, guys. All the information you need when you're at the track, from settings to sag to torque um, settings, anything you need to know will be in that app. And I'm going as far as 10 years back on dirt bikes. So if you have a 2007-8 bike all the way up to a 2018-19, we will have all the information you need in that little that little push of a button on your phone. Technology is amazing, and it also is a pain in the ass. But... You can go to skosh.com and get all that shit. It's bitching. So thanks, guys, for listening. Um, Hit me up if you need anything, and I will see you later this week for another pod or beginning of next week. Happy Memorial Day. See ya.